0: This is the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, Episode 6. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful spiritual inspiration for women like you who want to overcome their obstacles, discover their true potential, and find lasting joy and significance through a relationship with Christ. I'm your host, Alicia Michelle, and I'm so excited to encourage you on how you can live the full, vibrant life that God has planned for you the life that you were meant to live. So find a cozy spot and let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Vibrant Christian Living podcast where our goal is to help give you the practical tools and honest encouragement you need to move out of mediocre living and to create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, author and Christian life coach, Alicia Michelle. And today's episode is a simple one, but it is one that can change your life. It's a call for you to live bigger. So many of us just live our lives day to day, or we just live for the weekend. We live for the now, right, without any bigger plan for what we really could be. So how is God calling you to live bigger right now? And how can you get there? That is what we're talking about today. So be sure to listen all the way to the end because I'm gonna give you a valuable action step, just something really simple, a baby step that you can do right now after this episode that will be that first step into your bigger self. Well, this topic is a huge passion of mine because one of the things that breaks my heart truly is seeing so many amazing, capable, and talented women around me who are living these muffled lives. And what I mean by that is they're not necessarily miserable lives or they're not, maybe even they would say they're unhappy, but they're just like, almost like if you have a trumpet, if you've ever seen someone play a trumpet, and sometimes they put that thing at the end of the trumpet, it's actually called a mute. So you can play the trumpet full out, right? And it's just this bright, big, beautiful sound, or you can put the mute on the end of it. And it changes the tonal quality of what comes out and it silences what's there. Now you still hear the trumpet, right? The music still comes out, but is it its true vibrant quality? No, it's not. And that's what I feel like so many women are existing. Like they're just getting by they're, they're just existing, but they're not truly living. So this year, my word has been adventure. And I have just really been doing my best to listen to God and to step out as much as I can, as much as I feel like He's leading me to into that bigger life. And there's been so many things, just even we're in February as I'm taping this, and there's so many things that I have been learning through and growing through, and um exciting stuff, exciting stuff, you know, exhausting because it's it's you know, a lot of things, but still exhilarating. That's probably a great word for it. So, of course, one of those things is the podcast. I launched this podcast on the end of January and just growing and stepping out and, and finally pressing record every time I have to press record. It is a new chance for me to be bold and to be adventurous. Um, it was something else that we're doing this year, my husband and I, is we're taking a trip to England. This is something that we have never done together. We have had the opportunity to travel to Africa as part of a missions trip and, to do things like that, but we've never gone on a vacation by ourselves like that, where we just explored another country. And I have gone to England, Um, I went there about a little over 11 years ago to visit one of my dear friends, well, both of us, have had this dear friend that lives there. And, you know, we were thinking about, we hadn't gone on vacation for a couple of years, and because of some financial stuff, and now the Lord has provided a little bit of extra. And so we're like, we're going to do that this year for our anniversary and we were going to go somewhere in the states but we thought you know what we the, the prices actually are very similar to fly to europe so why not why not just try go somewhere just completely that's an adventure and i've always wanted to go to the south of england i went to london when i was like 15 but i don't remember any of that and um, we wanted to be able to visit our friend too who lives in northern england so that is our adventure that's coming up in April. I am just like, you know, why not? Like, do we know exactly what we're going to be doing every single day? No, but it's going to be a huge adventure. We're going to be staying in um, Airbnbs while we're there. So we're just going to really feel like we're tasting the culture and staying with different people. It's definitely going to be an adventure. Another area that God has really been challenging me on is the area of worship and singing So, about two and a half years ago, um, I was sitting in church and I just remember feeling like watching the worship team and thinking, okay, that's time. Like, you need to step up and start doing this again. And it'd been something that I had done before, but I was like, no, I'm not ready. Like, this is going on and that's going on and I'm not good enough. And look at how good they are and I can never do it. And, you know, all these things kept coming in my way. And finally, about a year later, I said, I'm just going to do it. And so I just asked, "Do you need help?" And they're like, "Of course, yeah, sure." And so I have been singing on the worship team for almost a year now. And I don't sing every weekend. I probably sing once a month, maybe um once every couple of weeks depending on the needs since we have um we rotate in people and in and out of people. Um, but recently last, um, probably about, again, about two months ago, the worship leader said to me, boy, we really need somebody who can play keys, meaning play, who can play the keyboard. And I said, well, you know, I've, I grew up playing piano. Like I know how to play the piano, but I don't know how to play chords. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, would you ever, that'd be really awesome if you could. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And it was just, Left and then I didn't think about it for about six weeks. Well, then yesterday he texted me and said, Hey, do you want to step up and do keys this weekend and sing with us? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I've always wanted to play the piano and play keys like that. That's amazing, but I don't know how to do that. Like that's scary. And, but I know that that was this next thing that God was calling me to. And so he's like, you can be Alicia Keys. And I was like, Oh my gosh like the singer, you know. As I was like, "Okay, whatever." Um so I said, "Sure, but don't expect a lot out of me." So <laughs> I literally have been sitting down with YouTube videos and um watching them on how to learn chords and I had this huge epiphany last night. It was amazing where, you know, people have shown me because I'm again, I can read music. I can read notes, but when you're in a worship band, of course, they're not playing notes. They're playing chords usually. And so I was like, people would sit down and go, oh, here's a C chord, here's a G chord, and then here's an A chord, and it's like, well, why does that not look like this? And why, you know? Anyway, I had this huge epiphany without going without geeking out on all the the music theory stuff, but I figured out something, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's huge! And so I am very bravely. With adventure, stepping into this bigger part of myself this weekend, and I'm going to be playing and singing at the same time and for the first time. But again, this is a dream, this is a vision that I knew God had planted inside of me a long time ago, but I've been really scared to do it. And um, it's really exciting. So I am not perfect in this area, but I'm sharing these examples because I want you to see that yes, we're all just kind of tempted to float along. You know, even I could just have sat and never even said I was interested in, in singing again on the worship team. Oh, and I definitely could have said no to the keys thing. Um, but I wanted to give you concrete examples of what God is doing in me right now, so that I want you to see that this kind of work is possible for anyone. And that every time we say yes to that bigger life, it grows, right? That passion and the bravery inside of us to try something new, it gets a little bit stronger, right? We're like, oh, I did that. I bet I could do this too. Well, first, let's talk about why we choose to just stay where we're at. Why do we choose to just kind of float along and make it? Why do we get stuck here? Because, you know, we all do, and and that's that's normal. So number one, I believe that there's a huge reason for it, and it's a good reason. It's that life is hard. Life is all-consuming, just regular life, not like living out into our best self kind of life, just like existing kind of life. There's like this relentless pace always to to get where we need to be, to make sure that we make enough money to pay our bills, to run to the store to make sure there's enough food to feed our families, to get our kids to all the practices, to make sure that we're being good enough parents, like all of these things. And sometimes it's just easier to stay small because we're so exhausted by what it means to just exist in modern life. There's all these expectations we've put on ourselves and we just get you know, we're overwhelmed by that. And we think, how could I ever live out this other bigger part of me? Also, I think we sometimes get stuck here because it requires great courage to step into bigger living, right? And actually something we're going to talk about in the next episode next week is that stepping into bigger living is when that inner mean girl or that inner critic is triggered. And I don't want to get too much into that now, but just know that that's coming next week and it's going to be a really great episode. So we might feel that longing for more. We might feel that desire to live bigger. But because we live in this world full of distraction and noise, it's just so easy to numb that out or to push it away with another quick fix pleasure, right? You know, there's pleasure in just saying, I just need to go sit down and I just need to go, you know, hang out and watch three hours of Netflix and binge watch, you know, (laughs) like. That's. there's nothing wrong with that, truly. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we start to say, that's my coping mechanism, and that's how I'm avoiding my bigger self, that's when that starts to be a problem. And it's like, we kind of feel like this longing and this emptiness sometimes inside of us, like, I wish there was more. And then it's like, oh, look, there's that shiny distraction, right? And... and and we we get moved away. So, this is why I believe that quiet and margin and space are so critical and why they feel so foreign and even scary because we get to these places and we begin to feel that really our lives are not what we want them to be. And so, we even sometimes subconsciously avoid them so that we don't have to face what's going on inside. I know that's an issue that I have with rest is um I avoid it because I know that if I'm real with myself when I'm there I may not always like what I see. And so I totally get that. So what if we could just have that space to think beyond the moment? What if we could have the bravery? What if we could be able to quiet our minds or just not, you know, we can't live in a a state of bliss all the time, but what if we just had moments where we allowed ourselves to dream and decided that we wanted something else? What if we really realized how precious we are, right? How unique and how special. And then we started there as a place to drive us to bigger living. Well, today I want to call you out of complacency and I want to call you into the bigger, the better future that God has for you. You don't just have to let your life happen to you, right? You can happen to your life. You can stop hiding from that picture of what you could be because it's scary or overwhelming. Or maybe you don't know exactly what even that picture is. It's just kind of this, I know there's more, right? You can change all of that starting right now, today. And I want today to be your awakening to the great, big, beautiful life that Jesus is calling you to have. I want you to hear that you are created on purpose by a God who loves you fully and has a unique, amazing plan for you to accomplish in this world that only you can do, right? I want to talk a little bit more about that in a minute and how— some stories in the Bible um, of some specific Bible characters and what how they went through their call to live bigger. And then I want to give you some realistic ways that you can move from just mediocre, maybe small living into that more, that bigger life, that better life that you are, we are all craving, right? And then at the end of our time, I'm going to give you one actionable step, one baby step that you can do to live bigger starting today. All right. Well, before we move into the next section, one final thing I wanted to add here, because if you're like me, there might be some little alarm bells going off in your head when you think about living bigger. You might be starting to feel like, well, is this really Christian? Is this godly? Is this selfish? Right? I mean, it can sound that way. Jesus says that we're called to live for others. He gave His life as the ultimate sacrifice. So is it selfish to want a bigger life, to want more out of life? And I would argue that the answer is no, absolutely not. I am not saying by living bigger that we are not going to live for others. I am saying that we are living fully into our own selves so that we can show up bigger for everyone else, right? It's so important to do that because we cannot be fully present and serve others unless we are living that full, complete version of ourselves. And we talk about that more in episode four when we talk about fully living in our four parts of self. But I just want to address that now. So if you're dealing with some of those issues, it's time to stop and really think about what it means to live bigger. Living bigger isn't living selfishly, it's living bigger in all areas of your life, which will eventually overflow into service and caring for others in new and exciting ways. First, let's start with these four truths about who we are in God. And I really think this is, once we can get these in our brain and solidified, it becomes so much easier to start from here and let that be the fuel that gets us where we need to go in terms of living bigger. So first of all, you need to know, and I need to hear too, of course, God made you. You were made for this unique moment in history. We have to center ourselves on this truth because when we see ourselves as a true hand creation of God, it changes our perspective each day. And He has unique purposes for you that are outside of just existing, just day-to-day living. And you know, all, all through the Bible, we read stories of God calling people out of their mediocrity, into their true visions, even when they don't want to be called there, right? Think of Moses. He was content at first, you know, just being the Pharaoh's son. And then he ended up killing one of the Egyptians and being sent out of the kingdom. And so he was out in the wilderness. He um, was with the Midianites. He ended up marrying and having a family out there. And, you know, honestly, we don't know, but we can kind of guess that Moses was probably pretty content, right? Life was okay, but... You know, it wasn't great. I mean, how did he feel about maybe the longings he had in his heart? Did he grow up as the Pharaoh's son? Do you think he never had a desire to, to be in that kingdom or to live that way or, or to have more maybe than just living out in the middle of the wilderness and this life? And God ends up calling him to that more, right? He, he calls him to lead the people out of slavery. And what's interesting about Moses and how it relates to us is that he used Moses' experience as someone who grew up in the palace and he used his personality to be the perfect vehicle to do the work that God had for him. You know, we have to ask ourselves, what things has God equipped me with? My personality, my talents, my life experiences, and what does he want me to do with them? Right? We're going to talk about that in a minute. But that is so important, and that's another big step, understanding who we are, that we were made in this moment for this moment to do big things, and that we have been given all of these parts of ourselves equipped, and that what we don't have in this moment, God will provide as we step into it. Other thing we need to be reminded of constantly is that God's bigger purposes for us in this greater, bigger life, they're good, right? Right? Even if things are difficult right now and we feel like, well, how can this be good? How can um, a bigger life be good when I see God allowing these hard things to happen, you know, right now? Um, The other day, a friend told me, um, she was counseling another friend who was going through something difficult, and she said, we need to remember that things that are happening to us, they're happening for us, not to us, because we know that God loves us, right? And He only looks out for our ultimate best. So, and then lastly, we need to remember that we are called out of complacency and mediocre living into a spacious, beautiful place. My favorite verse, John ten ten. this is actually the verse that this entire ministry is founded upon. It says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life and life abundantly or life to the full. Jesus didn't give us the gift of abundant life, right? So that we could just keep existing. <laughs> So that we could not live our lives full out. He didn't give you the experiences, the talents, and the passions that you have just so that you could kind of keep floating along. It's so important that we take that gift and we say, all right, God, I'm ready. I want to do great things in this world. I want to live bigger for you. So this is all awesome, right? great truths to remember, but really, what does that look like? I know that's what you're saying. I mean, that's kind of what I had to tell myself and I still have to remind myself of like, that's great. That's all like, you know, kind of theoretical, but I still am a mom. I still have to feed my kids. I still have to homeschool my kids, my kids, you know, or my, my husband or my job or whatever. We still have real demands that aren't always just this pie in the sky kind of living, right? Well, let's talk about three realistic ways that we can move in our everyday lives from that smaller, just everyday existing kind of living to the more, to the bigger living that our heart is called to, that God died to give us, right? That Jesus died to give us. Well, first, I really believe that we have to just confirm and continue to affirm these truths about ourselves that I just shared, what God says about us, who he says we are in terms of this time of moment in history, and we need to reinforce them in our lives. And so my question to you is how can you personally reinforce them. What does that look like for you? For me, that looks like the right music, listening to music that reminds me of those truths, that I'm unique, that I'm beautiful, that I'm made in the image of God, that I'm made on purpose with a purpose. Um, and obviously, and very importantly, includes a daily Bible time so I can hear from myself, from the pages of Scripture and from God's voice of how special I am, and that this moment, this day He's given me is not to be wasted. It's It's to be lived bigger. And then lastly, the relationships of people around us. So we have to be encouraged by people around us. We have to realize that the people that are around us affect us in huge, immense ways, especially in in these kind of situations. So how are you feeding your soul with the truth that you're made for more so that you can start to make it real, right? That's that first step. We've got to believe it and we've got to reinforce it in our life. And we need to be practical about how to make that happen and intentional on how to make that happen. The second thing, in terms of moving from mediocre living into the, to that bigger place, is I believe we need to make space to dream. So what do you really want? What lights up your soul? What makes you come alive? You know, again, I know that life is not all about us and our pleasure and what we can have in every moment. That's not what I'm saying. However, I believe that God gave us a desire— he gave us passion, and He gave us just unique gifts that we need to use in this world. Those are things that make our soul come alive, right? And now, uh, for me, that's being creative. And I've learned that when I am not creative, when I don't have that outlet expressed in some way, whether that's cooking or speaking or writing or designing, um, if you were to come look in my house, I'm actually looking at some stuff that I've created in terms of home decor in my house. Um just things like that. If I don't do that, if I don't make time for that, I feel off. I don't feel right. And I recognize that that's a really important part of my self-care so that when I do those things, I can have space to dream about what that bigger living is, right? That's that's a pathway for me. And sometimes that is the pathway. That is the bigger living for the moment that God is calling me to in a way to encourage others, in a way to bless this world with the, what He's giving me. So we need to make time to write these things down. We need to ponder them. We need to think through them and not let them just become like someday things, but slowly move to realistic today kind of items. And I I think I really feel like so many of us have just forgotten to dream. We do it when we're kids. You know, if you have little kids, you know, they're always talking about, oh, when I grow up, I want to do this. And I want to have this kind of house and all of these just really innocent, lovely things. And then- even, I have teenagers now, and I can tell you, even in the teenage years, it starts to fade, right? They're, they don't think like that anymore. And it just, it's just sad because you're like, oh, gosh, I remember when you used to say so many things like that. But it's just human nature. It's just human nature. And then, of course, as we're running so fast and being so busy, we've trained ourselves to not do that anymore. But it's so critical. It's so critical to make those moments, whether it's one day a week, whether it's a few times a week where you sit down and you... You just write out, what could I be? What could I do? There's this really amazing quote that I want to share with you. It's by Les Brown, who is a motivational speaker. And it says, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step. To keep up with the problem, or not determined to carry out their dream. Do you know that that quote has hung in my kitchen for over two and a half years now? My husband put that up one day, right when we were in the thick of a very long, ended up being eighteen months of unemployment, and he was considering starting a business, doing something completely different, and we were. Just doing our best to exist and to survive. And when he put that up, it just lit up my soul because my husband's one of those people who doesn't, he don't, you know, he's not, he doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve. I do. He doesn't do that. And he just it, it just spoke to me, and it still speaks to me, that um there are so many dreams that we just we don't accomplish because we let fear get in the way, or we just don't do them. And and you have to think, how many. What what happens to those dreams? When we die, they're done, right? That's it. That's it. And so now is the time. Now is the moment. And speaking of that, I wanted to share a really amazing story that I heard just today from a friend of mine about um, a dream and how she's been following this big dream and um, how her life is about to come, become a lot bigger because of it. So I'm going to read the, the Facebook post she said, and I'm, I'm reading this with permission from her. She says, In 2016, my family and I went on vacation to Kauai. Within about 24 hours, I told my husband I wanted to live there. We got married on Oahu in 2009, and although I loved it there, I never felt like I wanted to live there. Of course, my husband thought I was crazy and said that I was on a vacation high. I tried to explain that I felt a spiritual connection to Kauai, but he didn't understand. Ever since then, I kept saying, I don't know when or how, but we're moving to Kauai. I also promised myself that I would visit once a year until we moved here. I found a real estate agent on Kauai, and I told her about my dream, so she started sending me listings. I also signed up for notifications on Zillow, and I watched Hawaii Life religiously on demand. After a while, my kids, my mom, and my husband started saying, we're moving to Kauai. I also got the whole family on board. In 2017, my cousin and best friend vacationed with her family on Kauai, and she's also obsessed, and she invited me to crash on her vacation because I wanted to look for homes, so I did. I did. I didn't find anything I loved, but I got really familiar with the islands and the neighborhoods. In 2018, my family and I vacationed again on Kauai. We looked at homes as a family. We didn't find anything that we all loved. Just before dropping my husband off at the airport, he headed back home before us. We stopped to see pre-construction homes that were supposed to be for Kauai residents only. But it just so happened that one of them had recently fallen out of escrow and was available for, quote, others. It also just so happened that I had recently retired and I had access to funds for the house. I can't tell you how many things were aligned in divine timing that made this purchase possible. I honestly didn't think it would have happened this quickly. Closing was finalized today, and I can still hardly believe it. I don't even know when we're actually moving. My husband hasn't retired yet, and he wants to wait a little longer. My mom, the kids, and I may spend part-time here and part-time in Miami. We're not exactly sure, but. I got my keys, and I will continue to feel my way through this journey and follow my heart. That's the short of the long story. Ask, believe, receive. It is so real. isn't that amazing? Oh, so amazing. I love just how she said, I have this dream. I have this dream. And I, you know, she could have chosen to stay in her life in Miami, which was a good life. It's a great life. But she said, I have this dream and I want to go for it. It's just, it just gave me chills to hear that today. And I'm I'm so happy for her. And that brings me to the point number three of wh- how I think we can begin bringing in that, you know, the more, the bigger living in everyday life. That is, we need to fill our lives with people who will help us get to that place and who will help us maintain our bigger selves. I mean, it's not just motivating us to to meet that goal or to step out and try something new but to say, yeah, let's let's live here, like oh, helping us overcome those obstacles. We were not meant to do this alone. This lone ranger approach to changing our lives is not how we were meant to become our best selves. So we become our best selves when we're in community and specifically when we're in relationship with someone who loves us right where we're at, who believes in our dreams, who helps us see the things that we can't, who helps us overcome obstacles and, and then holds us accountable to those big dreams when we get distracted. I know this is overwhelming to think about, creating a bigger life for ourselves. Where do we start? What are the big things that need to change? What are those dreams that God has for us? How do we live on purpose and with purpose? It kind of sounds good in theory, but what does that really look like? Well, that's why life coaching is an amazing tool. Coaching allows you to work with someone else, an expert guide who doesn't have all the answers but they have the right tools to help you discover those things inside of yourself. And as a Christian life coach, I've been trained in how to ask the right questions. So that's going to help you get to the root of what's going on inside you so that you can create those realistic baby steps towards that life that you really want, whether that's something to like improving your health, weight loss, you know, body image, stuff like that, or to create practical habits and mindsets for rest and balance. Or maybe it's something like me, like you want to learn to play an instrument and you don't ever think you would be able to do that. Or you're like my friend, you want to move to Hawaii or, and you're like, how would that ever happen? You know, just, it's possible. I want you to get there and I want to help you find the way I'd love to get on the phone with you for a free 20-minute, just mini coaching session so that we can explore what living bigger means for you. And all you have to do to do that is to go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching, and then click on book a free 20-minute mini session, and then you can see my calendar and you can set up a time with me. Listen, you weren't meant to do this alone. None of us were meant to do this by ourselves. And that's why even though I'm a coach, I have a coach that helps me. She helps me see the things that I can't and she helps me stay on track and she encourages me when I get distracted. And I want to be that same champion in your corner, helping you discover your best self. So go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching right now and book a free session with me so we can get started. Well, before we get to our action item, I want to give you one more encouragement. It's easy to hear things like this, to hear a podcast like this, and to think, yeah, that's nice someday, (laughs) right? Someday when my kids are older, someday when I have more money to do what I want, someday when I have more time, someday when I'm not so tired. Don't let someday come in and steal this moment from you. There's always going to be a someday. I promise you, always And I believe that God wants us to experience extraordinary living, even when things feel uncertain. You know, living bigger doesn't necessarily mean that thing that happens when life is perfect. It happens in the middle of everyday life. And and sometimes living bigger just means an improvement in our lives so that we can get to that next step of living bigger. So again, last year when I was sick and lying in bed and, and just literally recovering from a near-death experience with the with the dissections, I determined, I felt like God gave me a choice. I wasn't gonna waste those days. I knew that my main goal, that living big in that moment, couldn't be sitting there feeling sorry for myself. It had to be this super focused effort on getting better, on sleeping, on resting, on determining that I was never gonna be back in this place again, because a lot of it was caused by stress. I knew that I had to do that to get to where I wanted to go. And that was living big for me right then. There's a great movie called We Bought a Zoo. And in this story, um, a man, he is married with kids and he ends up losing his wife. And he's had this big, exciting life as a journalist, traveling the world, meeting all these amazing people. And yet after she died, he didn't wanna do that anymore. He walks away from all of that. And he ends up buying this, Abandoned zoo in the middle of the country and fixing it up and, um, just reopening it. And it, the whole movie is about his journey about how living big for him went from being this outside living big person as a journalist. And again, doing these great things and these, these undercover kind of pieces to now living big meant really fulfilling the quiet dreams of his heart and finding healing for that next stage for himself. He needed healing from his wife's death and he knew that this is what she would want him to do. It's just a powerful story, powerful story. So if you you want inspiration in that area, I highly recommend We Bought a Zoo. All right, end of our time today, we're gonna talk about our actionable item. What I've learned about living bigger and going to those places is listening to those promptings of the heart that God shows me. And when that happens, I ask him, you know, what do you want me to do with that? And then I take that first baby step toward making it happen. So here's your action item today. I want you to do two things. First, number one, I want you to write down and to dream, right? To dream about that one thing that you'd like to explore or to consider in your life. Maybe it's trying an instrument. Maybe it's achieving a certain goal, like um, a marathon or a 5K or just working out twice a week. You know, just something, something, making, learning how to make desserts. I don't know. Whatever it is for you that makes you excited, you're not committing to this for the rest of your life. Just know that, right? Sometimes I feel like I give myself so much pressure, like, I have to pick this thing, and it's got to be, like, perfect. No, you're not committing to it for your life. Just getting curious about it. You're just looking into it. You're just experimenting, right? So think of that thing. And then I want you to write down one time in the past when you felt victorious, So this was a time when you did one thing, and I don't care if it was a big thing or a little thing, and it felt like a win for you. So I want you to write down that time when you felt like you had a glimpse of what it could mean to live big, to live outside of maybe everyday living and to feel accomplished, feel that success. And then I want you to recognize, who did you have to show up as to accomplish that goal? What character quality did you have to exhibit? Okay, so write down your one thing, big or small, that you're going to explore in order for bigger living, and then write down that time of the past victory or success that you've had, and then who you had to become in that moment to accomplish that goal. I would love to talk through this further with you, and in fact— Helping people live bigger lives is my life passion as a Christian life coach. So I highly encourage you that if this episode has stirred something in your soul, then connect with me for a free 20-minute mini coaching session, okay? Let's chat. Let's start to see some of that stuff that's going on inside of you and work together to create a plan to make it happen. Thanks again for hanging out with me today for the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, where our goal is to give you the practical tools and honest encouragement you need to move out of mediocre living and to create the life of your dreams, the amazing life that God has planned for you. I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you were encouraged or inspired by what was shared today, I would love it if you could take two seconds and leave an honest review in iTunes. I love hearing from you, and these reviews help others find the podcast. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Bye for now, and I will see you back here next week.